0: I swear I'm almost getting. I got like a wave through my head when I open this up. But yeah, malachite. I found out is also a toxic element. Physically toxic or just spiritually toxic. I think actually physically, like you're not. You shouldn't ingest it. But this one's all polished, so it, there's no flakes coming off of it. But there are flakes coming off of this galena. So don't ingest anything in this. But. This is dark-sided <laughs> energy. This is the Galena rock that I got in Estes Park, Colorado at a crystal shop. And it gave me a head rush when I picked it up. Oh, it's making my left arm... Oh my god, I'm having a... am I going to have a heart attack? Okay, put... I don't
1: <laughs> He's making me hold the Galena now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my left arm just started... This pain just started going over and over again in my left arm. i did go to the gym today (laughs) maybe i pulled something but um yeah when i picked it up in the um rock shop in colorado it gave me a head rush so i thought that it was like a sign like oh this rock wants me like i must need it Hmm. but um no turns out it gives you negative feelings because when i got back to baltimore and i was holding it it was just giving me a bad head rush like just didn't feel good. I think that's called a headache. <laughs> <laughs> a bad rush. You said a bad rush. head rush. bad head rush, man. <laughs> 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 and then um, when I still recorded Voyage Down the Amazon, the other podcast that I used to do... There was an episode that you might remember where Austin holds onto that Galena, and he started feeling really sick. And he was like, no, I'm serious. I don't feel good, guys. And we had to, like, pause the recording and everything. Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. How sick did he get? Did he throw up? He just... No, he didn't throw up, but he felt really off and like he wasn't even sure if he was gonna be in the mood to record but it took him like 10 minutes to like warm back up again then he snapped out of it and do you think he was a very strong believer in the power of galena or was he a doubter he was a doubter before but he really felt sick and he went really quiet and we were like are you okay why have you been so quiet and he was like i'm serious i don't feel good wow and ever since then it scared the crap out of me (laughs) yeah and it's been in that tupperware ever since (laughs) it's been in this tupperware container ever since in the back of my closet because i was so afraid of it and this is the first time i reopened it
2: yeah i've been holding it for a good like two minutes now
0: yeah a galena is a cousin to pyrite or Mm. foals gold Mm -hmm. so it kind of looks like that but it's silver but it's like very shiny and like Copper kind of like looks like a nickel, or I know copper is bronze, but like I guess it more look a nickel. Copper is copper colored. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bronze is bronze colored. But like so, what would you call that? Silver? It's galena colored. Galena.
2: No, yeah, it is like it almost looks like a gunmetal kind of darker gray, mm. at least in this light. But I don't yeah. know, if just the amount of light. It it looks purpley too. Hmm. Like when when you get oh yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, it's really like you said, it's flaky. It's probably getting flakes all over my hand. I'll just need to wash my hands
0: afterwards. And it's toxic.
2: Right, yeah, that's the thing. But it's just like a
0: little is probably fine.
2: Yeah. A little bit of minerals. But it like in the flakiness, that's like part of the the makeup. Like mica or something like that is like really but it, it it's so it's super mirrory. But then it has, like, a lot of Mm -hmm. steps, like, little fiber
0: layers. Yeah, I don't know what to call that, but I know what you mean. Like, all the little geometric shapes all around the outside of the rock. Yeah, I wonder if it's
2: more like a metal or what. Oh, I don't know. Because it's so metallic looking.
0: I thought about donating it to the Baltimore Gem and Mineral Society in Hamden. (laughs) I think that's what it's called. Some name like that. Is that like the Baltimore Paranormal Society? <laughs> no, but I have been in contact with them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to donate that because yeah. I thought like some geology professor could like really use that. As long as it doesn't hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they might like to teach students about it or something. It's yeah. Like some such thing like that. It's like, do not... But I actually took that to the crystal shop in Hamden when I first hurt Austin with that. Yeah. And the ladies in there were like, no, like, I felt something when you walked in. Like, I thought Hmm. I felt something really dark Hmm. when you walked in. And they could tell it was this galena. And they said to put it in a bowl of salt Hmm. overnight or... If it really wouldn't get pure, like, like, cleansed or whatever, they said, go out in the woods, dig a hole, (laughs) and bury it. (laughs) For how long? Forever. (laughs) And it'll, like, end the spell or something. But then we were afraid, like, what if we do that? And the next day there's, like, a tidal wave. (laughs) So then I just locked it in this Tupperware and put it in my closet. That's probably the safest thing to do. (laughs) But did you put it in salt? No, I never tried that, actually. I do have a weird little headache from that, and my throat's, like, closing up. Hmm. (laughs) Not seriously, but there's a little feeling in my throat. Yeah. Do you feel a little pressure? I just feel a little pressure. No, uh, I think I'm okay.
2: (laughs) I feel a little, like, irritation on my palm from where the corner of it was laying, but I don't know if that's more of a physical like just the the weight of the corner sitting in my palm but it it is is very heavy yeah
0: yeah it was really dense and heavy yeah my sinuses are kind of inflamed and my throat's closing in Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like my chest cavity is kind of like
2: collapsing
0: (laughs) my arm stopped doing whatever it was doing that was like very came on very sudden and intense wow I was just, I was trying to prepare myself and like... I I, I was like, take it, take it. (laughs) I could have put it on the table.
2: (laughs) I was hoping that my energetic
0: field would be strong enough that it wouldn't harm me. Good. Seriously. I should have more. I haven't been very Zen lately, actually. Yeah. I was doing my um, Tibetan singing bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Earlier and it felt so good and I was like I haven't done this in a couple weeks. Do you remember the guy's name that we got it that you got it from? Actually, the business card's over there somewhere. Wait, like I went to the website on the business card and it was like it said like error. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is it? I literally just had it. Um, yeah, like I don't know if it's like under construction. His name's Ray or Rye. R A I. Oh God, sorry. R A I.
2: Bimal Rye. B I M A L. Last name Rye. R A I. saji Corp. Yeah. So you got his phone number. We got an email here.
0: Oh, I should text him or email him. Four. No, don't read it out. <laughs> no, I
2: can't put his email out. If his website is under construction, they got to get in touch with him <laughs> no, Don't put his cell phone out. No, he's going to put his email Just his out. email. Okay. Yeah, it starts with a four, okay? Oh. <laughs> 4 Corp at gmail.com. Let
0: me write him right now.
2: <laughs> Hello, we are recording a podcast right now. Your website um, is under construction. 4 S A G I C O R P.
0: At gmail.com. And it just starts with the number four in the beginning? Yep. Okay. I'm just his second begin. email is bimal,
2: B-I-M-A-L, at sagicorp.com. Oh. The third email is sales.sagicorp at gmail.com.
0: B-I-M-A-L.
2: Yeah, you don't have to email all his all three of his <laughs> emails. <laughs> I'm sure. But, I mean, to be safe.
0: Sagicorp.org?
2: Oh, you know, maybe... um no see uh it's bimal b-i-m-a-l at sagicorp.com dot com yeah okay.
0: i think i went to like Corp.com and it was under construction yeah but i'll just be like hey man <laughs> remember me <laughs> I'm sure he will. It's the creepiest. <laughs> <laughs> that's like I remember I you. <laughs> hey man, remember me? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> oh, that's all you're gonna say? No. <laughs> I'll get back to this in a little while, but yeah, yeah I'm gonna message him because um, wow. he really like taught us a lot at his booth at the Crystal Convention. Dude, it, the paper is really nice. It's I a really know. Really thick paper, like you know what it reminds. Fiber-y. It reminds me of those um. That spell book I bought from him. Yeah. <laughs> With Chad Bamboo Paper, which is like yeah. really thick fibrous paper. So maybe he makes the cards too. But yeah, he taught me how to use the Tibetan singing bowl. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be really knowledgeable about it and knowledgeable about a lot of um like ancient knowledge and ancient rituals and practices and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of just wanted to keep in touch with him if I had any other questions. and He was our version of the lady from the witch shop. In the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And Jimmy liked him too. Your
2: grandmother was a witch. You are the most powerful witches I've ever seen.
0: Maybe he has a family member that taught him the craft
2: yeah wasn't wasn't he saying his family wasn't really religious and he just kind of picked it up
0: himself oh yeah he said him and his brother actually started this company yeah or no cousin yeah not brother cousin did i say something like that yeah yeah him and his cousin and they go to the different conventions and trade shows and like he Mm -hmm. does the east coast and his cousin does the west coast or some such thing yeah (laughs) i'm using that phrase a lot go on down eddie go on down so, wow, man. I hope we can get him on the podcast. <laughs> Do you think he would call into the podcast ever? Yeah, I'm sure. I think he would. He was so nice. Yeah, I think he's going to be my men- my mentor.
2: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really nice. And like I said, it seemed like he was authentically just, like, interested in that stuff.
0: I know. He really did. Um. So, anyway, yeah, we wanted to try out that Galena to see if that did anything to us when we touched it yeah so we told the whole backstory that
2: um austin got sick on your podcast yeah
0: so austin got a sick sick feeling from it yeah but it went he was fine after that yeah nobody no horrible accidents or anything happened (laughs) i just knocked on the
2: um but we saw some of that at the mineral show and yeah yeah. i
0: didn't know that the piece you had was that big i can see why he got sick yeah and the lady at the crystal shop said just because it's toxic or whatever doesn't mean you can't work with it so there could be a time where i need to do a spell that calls for galena so maybe i should keep it i just need to know how to work with it yeah not let it work me right (laughs) So yeah, if we can find that clip of Austin freaking out, I would like to try to find that episode. I forget what episode it was in. We'll have to pull that and try to put the clip in at the end or
1: something. Austin, were you just sleeping? What's going on with you? What's going on with everyone?
0: Do we <laughs> I want to I find out. Really
1: yeah. A <laughs> moment. Yeah. You're having a moment. Need a deep breath.
0: You need. A, oh my God. Do you need to use my inhaler? Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. It
1: seems <laughs> super sanitary. <laughs> um. Austin, what I did think you have for breakfast yeah, this crystal's affecting all of us. <laughs> what did yeah, you have for breakfast in a bad today? Bad way. <laughs> oh, yeah, what'd you have? Did you skip breakfast today? No. What did I have? Um, I had I had some like shit. Oh, oh my that's god, I need to get breakfast. this out of here. <laughs> 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 Can you hold this one? <laughs> I think I had a, I had <laughs> Oh man. Yogurt and <laughs> some cereal. <laughs> Are you okay? I guess not. Should we take a little pause? <laughs> like, Do we need to take a break. Oh God! No. Fuck!
0: <laughs> I have a charley horse in my foot, really bad. <laughs> that evil Fuck. fucking crystal!
1: Fuck. All right, I think <laughs> the crystal didn't want to leave. You this, put the crystal yo, what, away, and now you're in pain. Uh, what is going on? Should we go back on the balcony? Do <laughs> we all need to hold hands? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe we shouldn't have all been completely naked for this one. Yeah, right? There's too much. Usually just one of us is, and this week we all are. Oh my and God. It's throwing weird vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should just like hop back on that horse and see what happens. <laughs> Just start. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the podcast about? Maybe that'll help us. So Voyage Down the Amazon is a podcast where we review Amazon reviews. Each week we bring a review that the others don't know about and we talk about them. At the end we, we try and tie them all together and then maybe figure out if we want to buy one of them. See if, see if one of the reviews really inspired us. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys need me to go first? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: right. I think That's Austin was um, a victim of a psychic attack earlier.
1: But well, it's like, Empire. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible audio. Bless you. What's going on? <laughs> There's some kind of haunting in here. Yeah. Right. No one's right. I do feel like if we lose this episode, I won't feel bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it always gets way better the second I hear, listen to it. Every time I listen to one, I think, oh, that was the best one yet. <laughs> I think last time it could have been the crystal. I think it it could have been the fact that I was very tired.
0: (laughs) I know that when the unexplainable happens, we start looking for things. But I don't think it was from not taking a nap. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I razor, think Occam's razor razor is yeah. definitely <laughs> clear, obvious thing was that rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will never go anywhere near that rock again. I know. Don't worry, it yeah. is safely, safely in Tupperware somewhere that this in this is, I, Like I'm in the vicinity of it. Well, I wanted to actually
0: bring it to the beach this weekend and bury it in the sand. But first of all, I don't want it in the car when we're no. all together. I'm gonna have precious cargo.
1: It also might be bioterrorism.
0: <laughs> and I also, if I put it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> cause it's it's so so poisonous. I was thinking well, something. Well, it came
1: from the earth. We're just putting it back.
0: Yeah. I, I was thinking something more like spooky might happen. Like I bury it in the sand, and then like next week there's a it's tsunami back. in Delaware oh. and like kills a bunch of yeah. like
1: neighborhoods. Or a sand golem comes to um, yeah. Rachel's house and kills us all. Um, I do not think that's actually poisonous, though. You don't? I don't believe it's a rock. Well, you know what they say. What do they say?
0: Um, they. I'm going I might call. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. What do they
1: say?
0: <laughs> I might call the. Um, I don't
1: think that rock is poisonous. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> what?
0: I might call. There's a company called the Maryland Gem and Mineral Society or something, and they're more about like you know. They're into
1: rocks. They're geology. Like, I'm kind of a Maryland gem. <laughs> <laughs> The astronomy, the astrologist. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Good analogy, yeah. So I thought, you know, they might be able to t- use this to teach a class or yeah.
1: something. Episode title. <laughs> what? A Maryland gem. <laughs> I'm a Maryland gem. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Mm. And we're going to get those online again, your old episodes of your old podcast, yeah. since we have a account on a website to get different podcasts. So. I love websites. Me too. <laughs> Speaking of sites, um, I told you I went to the Visionary Art Museum. Yeah. And there happened to be a, an exhibit of Ingo Swan's paintings. He was a remote viewer, like for the U.S. government. He was apparently one of the most powerful remote viewers, uh, or the most powerful remote viewer. I think there was one other guy who was really big. I can't remember that guy's name. Um, but there was this plaque... Just as you walk in, just next to the gift shop, because it was cool how the paintings were up in the, um, cir- the semicircular staircase. So mm-hmm. it's like goes all goes up all the levels of the museum, yeah. and so the paintings are up that staircase. And then there was a triptych at the top. So if you were on the second floor, you could see pretty good like all the paintings. And there's th- this crazy like Icarus thing that rises up and lowers down hmm. on a chain on a pulley system, but that wasn't operating at the time that's pretty cool in that space too. Um, but we happened to be on a tour. Like I told you, like we were against the railing and then the tour formed around us. You got sucked into the tour. Yeah. But we didn't, we went our own way after that. We just stuck around for the first introduction to those paintings. And I, I didn't know if we were like supposed to be taking pictures. My friend was taking pictures of the paintings. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like the security guards are at each one. So I was trying to act as normal as possible. Mm um wasn't that big of a deal but yeah really cool paintings like
0: they they look super
2: trippy i showed you a couple of them yeah um
0: and they look like galactic gods or something or like star people or something you know like they almost look like a cross between egyptian artwork and like but like in outer space yeah like how i imagine them doesn't it yeah i felt a little of south
2: american too Like Mayan and stuff like that. Yeah, I could see that too. But very galactic, whatever it is, like super trippy.
0: And you knew that he had pieces in that museum before, because we've talked about it before, right? But you didn't realize it was going to be an actual whole exhibit about him, right? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Do you feel like that's like you manifested that by accident with your thoughts? Because what are the chances of that? Yeah, right. Uh, Like, uh, I don't know. Um, Like all those goddamn chairs that keep multiplying at Safeway? Mm Mm-hmm yeah we shared those pictures on instagram do you are are you still seeing chairs no they've really tapered down because my thoughts have not been all about chairs i kind of forgot about them now i looked back and i'm like we're in the thick of summer and all of a sudden there's no chairs there was like two little chairs but i was like was it because i was thinking about them so hard
2: are you saying there were two little chairs or two little (laughs) they were
0: literally the number two yeah oh wow
2: feces (laughs) (laughs) a couple of number two chairs a standard number two chair please standard folding yeah there were
0: like a couple chairs (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) then did you actually mean that there were two little chairs like the number they were
0: actually not huge yeah (laughs) but they weren't like freakishly small but they weren't freakishly huge. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of chairs in those pictures. There were, <laughs> they were smaller than normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like it wouldn't be the best chair for me. Yeah, it'd be a little too small. So but yeah, I think you. I honestly think you could have like made that exhibit happen because you were thinking about it, being like, I'm gonna go see him. I'm gonna go see his work. I'm gonna go yeah, see his yeah. work. I mean, that just those weird little coincidences keep happening to me. And then that's what I was talking to you about before is like, then how do you remember to notice the coincidence? Not just be like, "Ugh, Murphy's law. Of course, that's going to happen. But then to stop and think, well, wait a minute. What was that weird gut feeling I had where it was like I knew that was going to happen? Or did you think it was going to happen or no? Did it catch you by surprise?
2: No, I had no idea. Like like I told you the cosmic egg painting i knew was there by him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i didn't know i don't think i noticed that because i didn't really know about him the previous time that i went there right. which was like five years ago or something yeah um but yeah no it was a total surprise and like you said it was like it was something i was looking forward to seeing that type of thing but yeah it was good timing like whether or not i manifested it like because i don't know if they had a collection of his stuff or
0: if it was like they got it from somewhere I bet your subconscious was thinking about him a lot and that's what made it happen there by accident. Mm-hmm. And you made it happen by accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's possible. I so, know. and yeah, like I was I taking a friend there. He has a cucumber sometimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's one word for it. Um, so there was a plaque for the show. I think there was a bigger plaque somewhere explaining about, remote viewing, like Uh at the top of the steps, but this is right at the bottom of the steps. It says, and the picture I got is a little bit blurry, but I can make it out. Uh So this is what it looks like. It's black with Uh white text Uh right next to the gift shop at the bottom. It's a quote by him. So I'll read it to you. Okay. In November, 1972, I was invited to Washington in for a sort of covert meeting during and take, take of this, what you will, um, During that meeting, a top analyst of a familiar intelligence agency in our nation's capital told me, I paraphrase, I don't know why told is capitalized, Hmm. you know, no significant advance in psi will ever be permitted by those who govern because it might upset or alter all power structures on earth. Even if you and your colleagues at Stanford Research Institute succeed, even in part ways... Even in part, ways and means behind the popular and open scenes will ultimately follow to erase and discredit the work. I clearly remember being struck speechless, not only by the shocking statement, but because of my own abysmal ignorance in not recognizing what was immediately made so obvious. I immediately grokked the entire reason behind the resistance to Psy, along with all of its ramifications." did you know it was going to have a
0: grok no. mention? No. What the me hell? It. What the heck?
2: Yeah. And it's grocked with two, two Ks, which I still haven't finished reading that book, but yeah, yeah. pretty significant.
0: Oh my gosh. But I mean,
2: it was a big book and it was very influential, like that word, like I told you people use it, right. but it's so interesting that like, I mean, it's not surprising that he would use that word, yeah. but it's just interesting that that word shows up in this.
0: And when was that quote from, I wonder? Because isn't that I don't book know. only from like the 70s? It's like, it's not that old. It was from 1961 or oh, 62. 60. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I want to go yeah. see those paintings. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're really cool. Like there's so much stuff. Like it reminds me a little bit of um, like uh, Alex Gray, like I talked about before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's like lots of like pyramid stuff.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Eddie just jumped in front of you <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. um pyramid there's pyramid
2: stuff too. yeah, there was like temples and pyramid type stuff and then there was also like these bubbles like rainbow kind of bubbles, but like hmm. v- very like 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 you were saying spacey yeah and yeah, just very surreal like and then that big egg that we all live inside of yeah <laughs> yeah, supposedly the guy was saying that. He got this this imagery from remote viewing, so yeah. it's like other worlds and stuff. That's cool. Um, but also, he was joking joking around. He was like, you know, blah blah blah. He was the the most powerful psychic they had ever had. Um, but the at the end of it, the military. This is his speech. The, the tour guide. He was like, at the end of it, the military basically just threw their hands up, like saying they gave up on the project or whatever.
0: That's what I always heard. That like they were investigating astral projection but they just concluded the project and ended it or something. Yeah.
2: So he was saying, and you know, he, sometimes he would tell you exactly where the thing was or what was there. And sometimes he would say stuff like on the dark side of the moon, there's naked men running around or something like that. There's these naked green men or something like li- living on the moon. I don't know if it was gr- green, but he's basically saying it was so ridiculous that mm-hmm. there couldn't be men
0: changing out of their clothes on the moon. Truth or is stranger than fiction. Yeah. That's what everybody says on the TikTok comments section. Yeah. <laughs> so he was kinda
2: kinda making fun of that, saying like uh like sort of discrediting, I guess, like yeah um remote viewing. But I just thought that was interesting to And I feel stupid. Is this guy still alive? No, yeah, he died at okay. some point.
0: Like when did he die?
2: I'm not sure. It must have been two thousand or nineties or something like okay. that. Okay.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'd like to go see it. Yeah. But he wrote about like the
2: dark side of the moon and stuff like that, like remote viewing, our mysterious moon.
0: Yeah, what is uh, what is going on on the moon?
2: I don't know. <laughs> like Jimmy said, uh, it's in a tidal lock with the with Earth, so you you only ever see one side of it. You're right. So it's like it's like if you grab somebody's face and you spun around with them, like uh,
0: like you're always looking at their face. Yeah. Mm. and i can't believe that even stevens episode that was just filling our heads with shit (laughs) (laughs) i said to you earlier that came across my tiktok feed when they sing we went to the moon in 1969 and i just started thinking this is very sad that we were all singing this and chanting this as kids (laughs) yeah no now that it wasn't true Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i told you in um uh interstellar joking yeah Oh, yeah, I love this. Yeah, in Interstellar. And I need to see yeah. this movie. I've never seen it.
2: Yeah. Are you, are you familiar with, like, the basics of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they say in hindsight, like, the the daughter's talking about, like, oh, we went to the moon in this year or something like that. Or maybe she's talking about what she learned in school mm-hmm. and she's saying, oh, no, we, or they're saying, like, no, that was something the government made up to make it look like we had won the space race with the Soviets, like, that we never yeah. actually went to the moon. Right. But yeah, interesting that it's like taken seriously in that
0: piece of media. I know. And who knows? Maybe in a few years, people will be correcting textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the story
2: is that um, they had Stanley Kubrick help film it or something. And that's why there's like references to the moon landing and different...
0: In his other films. Yeah. yeah. Where he admitted it. Or people oh. people um interpreted it as mm-hmm. him like different admissions like sprinkled into his other movies and stuff yeah like the little boy in the shining wearing the apollo whatever yeah sweater and different references to it like that
2: Mm -hmm. i guess they make the point that 2001 a space odyssey was made before the moon landing so that he would have been one of the most cutting edge people working on that type of imagery i guess Uh, so it's not so it's pretty plausible that they could have done that yeah, interesting. I think it came out before, right? In 1967 or 8? I or just
0: saw that for the first time recently. 2001 yeah. A Space Odyssey. Did yeah. I tell you? No. I just watched it, like, within the past couple weeks. And then um, I, I told you I saw the Barbie movie. Yeah. And the opening scene of the Barbie movie is a homage to the opening scene of Space Odyssey. Like, it shows, like, the dawn of time. And it shows these, like primitive little not really primitive but like little girls in like old timey clothing like playing with dolls and like it was it was kind of like a recreation of the opening of 2001 a space odyssey Hmm. um so that was interesting a lot of little references in that movie (laughs) so did you
2: want to unpack the barbie movie Yeah,
0: there's just one one or two things to unpack about that film. And I think they're trying to get us used to the idea that there is a flat earth. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I was telling Jordan that there was Okay, so my TikTok is all showing all these crazy-ass maps that people draw that, like, I don't know if they're remote viewing or some shit, but they're saying, oh, well, here's all of our continents, and then here's these other continents that we haven't discovered yet. Um, and, of course, like, Atlantis and Lemuria and these other, like, lost cities that, like, were they ever lost, or were they just in another dimension or another reality or another realm that we can't see, you know? Yeah, what's the other one? There's...
2: uh um gondwana land is another one that's like off africa or something
0: gondwana land yeah about and then it's like are these places real or were they ever real did they sink under our ocean or are they still alive and thriving but just in like an alternate dimension or something so anyway um that was kind of in one of the premises of the movie was there was barbie land versus the real world and things that happened in the real world were impacting the Barbie land because there was this quantum entanglement and if something happened here, it affected here and there was a rip in the universe or something where things were moving between realities and I was just like, what the heck? Why is every modern movie now about multiverse or alternate realities, alternate timelines with minor differences, Mandela effect? It's like, Mm -hmm. and it could just be like a sign of the times that like usually movies especially like horror movies i was telling you like are a reflection of what society's fears are or things like that um historically so i thought that was just interesting there's like the spider-man has the spider-verse now the new flash has a multiverse element and then this i thought was interesting especially with the map thing because they zoomed out and i was like this Barbie world map next to the real world is looking pretty flat. I'm <laughs> like, what are they trying to put in our subconscious? <laughs> but it wasn't,
2: was it a map on a table or what?
0: It was, yeah, I'm I'm totally reaching a little bit. It wasn't, it, I don't think they were referencing flat earth, but it was, it was kind of Lemurian in a way because it was all women, a, a, a female run society. Mm-hmm. There were just a, there were a lot of sci-fi elements in the movie that I like picked up on that. I don't know if anybody else, I could just be totally making them all up. Like maybe they weren't really planted there, but it's hard to not, they had this other weird element where horses were overtaking the world when it was, the world was ending and Mm. they kept showing four horses and Mm. like Mount Rushmore was four horses. And I was like, is this like the four horsemen of the apocalypse? There were like a lot of like dark little sci-fi kind of references in in the movie. I thought, Mm. but in my quick, curse research online i don't see anybody else talking about this so maybe i'm just a crazy person yeah (laughs) and i was reading into it
2: (laughs) yeah i think four horses is pretty like significant um but you were saying there's literally stuff about tears between realities or something like that and yeah some kind of bleed
0: through of the real world yeah something where like if you're a girl or a boy (laughs) playing with a barbie in the real world and you're like cutting its hair off and fucking it up and mm. doing like crazy stuff, then it's going to affect the Barbie in the Barbie land. So yeah. there was some kind of like entanglement, like one impacting the other without them really knowing it. Yeah. And without them knowing about each other's worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was even like, yeah, the Plato's cave allegory I felt like was part of it too, with like, oh, and all these Barbies were acting like little sims like npcs and they were acting like ai little robots like they were they looked really human but they were almost not quite human which made me think of that like uncanny valley reference we were talking about that term when something looks mostly human but just not quite like something's a little off and it just makes you get the goosebumps or like it just gives you the chills for a second like there's a lot of that going on in the movie there's a lot to unpack in the in the Barbie movie. I thought. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, like I said, it's it feels so similar that movie Free Guy to me. Yeah,
0: you were mentioning that. Yeah.
2: It's like an, um, a made-up world, like an invented world. In that one, it's a video game, but yeah. yeah, and it's it's a fake world, and the person's an NPC in it. And I mm-hmm. think like the thing with that movie is about an NPC like sort of learning to become a real person more like a real person
0: that was what happened at the end of barbie yeah spoiler sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) she wanted to not be a little npc barbie anymore and she wants to join the real world and um do stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah similar um archetype or story arc or i don't know Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i mean like say like okay so The Matrix a few years ago, that seemed like the epitome of, totally you know, know, like explaining what this world might be or a metaphor for this world. Or is it literally what this world is, like metaphysically? Um, There were
0: Matrix references in the Barbie movie, too.
2: Yeah. So I guess you could say these these kinds of multiverse movies are like the next iteration of that. And is it really what the world and the universe is like? Or is it like, um, is that just our more our most like up to date metaphor for still just like, it's the same world, but like mm-hmm. um, that's just the newest like version of that. Right. You know, right. metaphor for it.
0: Yeah. Or like I keep seeing on my ticked, my crazy person, TikTok feed. They're like, we are having a huge spiritual awakening right now on this planet. They're saying like, everybody is like kind of waking up um, more so now than ever. So I'm like, is it just because it's more in our consciousness now that people are more open-minded to this idea of like Mandela effect and coincidences and things that could never be explained that people are starting to like explain it through that concept maybe and it's becoming more like acceptable. So it's in our consciousness. So they're obviously going to make art about it and like make movies about it because more people are thinking about it and believing it maybe. I don't yeah. know.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I can't figure out. Um
0: which one is which? Life imitating art or which one?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean like uh like if if the if those ideas are in the Zeitgeist already or if the m- movies and stuff is like trying to get a certain idea out there or something. Oh
0: predictive programming yeah
2: or something like that (laughs) or maybe it's like if you don't want to look at it in a negative way it's like maybe it is real stuff but it's kind of like a curriculum of awakening stuff like Mm -hmm. giving you um little pieces like here's your
0: like spoon feeding it to us yeah yeah
2: like maybe it is real stuff but it's like we need stories to explain it to us
0: Yeah. Eddie, what's the matter? Eddie's crying. But, yeah, it was a pretty trippy movie. It was a a little heavier and deeper than I thought it would be. Nice. But I like the sci-fi elements to it. Cool. And so, but I like, I like your theory that, like, it's interesting. Um. Or is it just because these are our fears right now? Like, people are afraid of AI. Oh, yeah. Like, we were talking about the writer's strikes and everything and how that could impact a lot of people's careers and industries being affected and stuff. Um, And the movie had a creepy AI fear to it, too. Like, I don't know why. It was just like, um, like, I'm a little freaked out by AI a little bit. But then have you seen the funny meme? You'll appreciate this as a graphic designer where it's like you still need a human to like tell the AI like a really good creative brief for it to make good work. Mm. So then they're like, oh, we're good. We don't have to worry about our losing our jobs because people are always going to be really bad at giving good information for creative briefs Yeah, or something like that. I kind of botched the joke, but it was a good meme. <laughs> Do you, did you see it by any chance? No, I don't think so. But it was basically saying like crap in, crap out yeah like ai can't replace all of us because you still need a human to like give it good information to get a good output from it right you know but i don't know some of the stuff that they're doing with ai is kind of scary scary.
2: so let's see in aesthetics the uncanny valley is a hypothesized relationship between an object's discrete degree of resemblance to a human being and the emotional response to that object. The concept suggests that humanoid objects that imperfectly resemble actual human beings provoke uncanny or strange familiar feelings of uneasiness and revulsion in observers. Valley denotes a dip in the human observer's affinity for the replica, a relationship a relation that otherwise increases with the replica's human likeness. So we have, uh, let's see, this dotted line. I think, okay, moving still. So, okay, moving stuff. Industrial robot. We have affinity is basically zero over to the right for moving stuff. We have humanoid robot that's going up and up and up. It's going up. And then for moving stuff, we have the dip is a zombie and then, (laughs) and then it goes back up and it's a healthy person for stuff. That's moving for stuff. That's still, we have left, uh, human likeness. And then it goes over to stuffed animal. We got better. Oh. And then d- down for Uncanny, Uncanny Valley, we have corpse. <laughs> oh, my God. Over oh, <laughs> somewhere I wasn't in not the-
0: expecting the valley to be so t- tangible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't really like a get chart. It. <laughs> I
2: thought it was going to be like rope, I don't know, robot type stuff. But And then over to the right, we have prosthetic hand, which is both on the still and the moving line. That's like after the dip to corpse and zombie prosthetic hand is a little bit better.
0: (laughs) Can you imagine how this kind of looks like the Barbie movie? Yeah. Like they're just these like plastic humanoid creatures that are like sort of moving rigidly and talking like stupidly. Yeah. Like Sims. Right. That just had like an eerie quality to it. I don't know why in the movie. But yet I love that term. I mean, it's a strange term uncanny valley. Yeah, but I know exactly the feeling that you get like I don't know if I'm misusing the term But remember I told you about when my dog would kill rabbits growing up and it Mm -hmm. happened quite a lot And if you've ever heard a rabbit screaming (laughs) 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 It sounds like a little kid being murdered basically (laughs) It's like a really horrifying sound. It sounds like a human Being hurt like it sounds like a human in trouble so that you're Instant, your instincts are like oh, someone needs help But then you realize at the last second, wait, that wasn't human. It was like sort of human but not quite human and it just gives you a chill and then you hear it again. And then you heard that bird that was like that too. And doesn't it give you like a chill but you didn't know if it was a bird or a, a human?
2: Yeah. It was my example was some weird call or something. It was like, Is that thing hurt or is it like is that just its call? It was just such a weird sound. Yeah. It's like but you know could have been something oh
0: oh, no the veil is thinning (laughs) what if that was like some other dimensional creature that you were hearing yeah could have been the veil is thinner than it has ever been Mm -hmm. that's what i keep seeing online too
2: (laughs) (laughs) guys the veil is really thin this week it is thinner than it's ever been but speaking of like week to week have you heard of the schumann resonance frequency no Schumann frequency no it's like the frequency of the earth or something and like when there's solar storms and stuff like that or whatever like it'll spike so you'll say like oh the schumann resonance was like this this week so it's kind of like people tie it to like a collective consciousness kind of thing oh shit but it's like the energetic field of the earth the frequency like if you took the frequency you know how it's like earth is like seven point Three two hertz or something like that. Oh shit! It's like it'll spike to eleven hertz sometimes. Oh really?
0: And yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's just like a bad energy week.
2: Yeah, or maybe like <laughs> e- even like raucous or something like stuff happening. Like they'll say, oh, in nine eleven, there's a huge Schumann resonance spike or something. Oh know. my god. So I I think <laughs> something like that. Wow. But anyway, speaking of week to week, that's just something I thought of. Yeah. I, I want to look more into that. Yeah. Schumann. Because apparently they, um, somehow they found out, oh, you know what it was? They were trying to set uh, a frequency for cell phone towers or, or phone, like telephones mm-hmm. er- early on, like in the 40s or something. Mm-hmm. And they they found that when they set it to this precise Hertz frequency mm-hmm. they got a huge feedback or something like that was not working and huh. that's how they accidentally discovered the human Schuman resonance of the earth oh. is like 7.32 hertz whoa yeah somehow it, <laughs> and maybe that's like another one of those mentalism kind of things it's like the person picked that frequency they were like oh this will this will be a good frequency to use and then they discovered that that's
0: you can't use it because of that oh my god Um, do you think it's connected at all to like other, um, planetary things like Mercury retrograde and Hmm. stuff? Like, I wonder if what the level is, the Schumann level is during a retrograde or something. Yeah. I wonder if there's any connection or correlation or not. Could be. I don't know. I don't know about all that anyway. I like to believe in that, Mm -hmm. but I feel like fucked up shit's just always happening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they talk
2: about solar storms and stuff all the time. Like, huh. like electrical solar flares and stuff like that. But I can't remember what we're in right now. There's, like, a we're in a period of a lot of solar f- storms or something. I feel like I heard this the other day.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Like, they're afraid maybe it'll knock out electricity or something at a certain point.
0: Yes, this is what I heard. I heard that. And we could be without electricity for, like, a couple months or something. Yeah I guess it's possible And it said it would kill off 90% of humans Yeah Do you think that would really happen if we didn't have electricity for a month and a half? I don't know I mean I think my water would still run (laughs) I'll still have running water If you need any (laughs) (laughs) Um, Electricity I just wouldn't be able to charge my phone But I guess we wouldn't have the internet with no electricity Electricity yeah, so there's right. not much... Because they can't signal that out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what f- would I really do? Swim? <laughs> read? You cannot take reading away. No, it's true. <laughs> Unless you're the last man on
2: earth and your glasses break.
0: I have okay vision in my right eye, so I think I could read. But if someone blinds me, I can't read anymore. Yeah. I could still swim (laughs) yeah (laughs) unless I hurt my like hurt myself
2: your arm with that galena yeah you gotta make sure not to touch it
0: wow I hope that doesn't be a huge
2: inconvenience yeah (laughs) to say the least (laughs) but yeah I think it was like there were certain certain days in the past couple years where it was like you could see the northern lights from like Maryland or something I heard that yeah so that would be an instance of that is that true well i think it was supposedly true at that time when there was a certain solar storm yeah
0: electromagnetic because sometimes i don't know what to really believe on the internet i know (laughs) i know that about you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what else do we have on our
2: agenda um, well, I watched that movie, 3,000 Years of Longing.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a cute movie. And you said it had some alchemical elements.
2: Yeah. Like, there was even, speaking of electromagnetic, that's what like kind of made me think of it. Like, they were saying that this guy, the djinn, who's played by Idris Elba, is, um, like, that he's made... I, I know I heard this about djinn, that they're made of smokeless fire. Is how they describe it? Hmm. Or maybe it's fireless smoke. I'm not sure. But one of those two. Like so, they're this kind of electric fire, but oh. he's saying that he's made out of electric electromagnetic frequency, hmm. and she she makes a sketch at some point that shows like the stages of matter, like electromagnetic frequency, and then these kind of waves, and then these kind of waves, but so it's vague, but kind of like al kind of magical, mm-hmm. um, but he's a djinn or a genie, mm-hmm. which. Um, also kind of comes from genius from the um the uh sumerian like elizabeth was talking about mm. those guys with the some of them i think those those ones had wings those creatures but genie i guess all kind con- c- come from the same origin um phonetically but this was a story about one that was trapped in a trapped in a few different vessels over the years and um it would be like
0: he was trapped <laughs> somehow you just yeah. said it's so matter of fact that you were like, he was trapped in a few different vessels over the years. Yeah. <laughs> like it could happen to like one
2: of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. Somehow, I guess he was trapped initially through a spell and then like, it's like he needed to get three wishes from someone and then he would be set free. But for some reason he kept getting trapped, like they would be on their last wish and he fell in love with a few of the women that he was trapped in a bottle. Um, and, and that was a part of it. It's like, I guess he helped them achieve some of their goals, which was cool, like it, it showed that he was kind of like, like you didn't know if he was trustworthy or not, if he was a trickster, um, when he was opened by the present person. Hmm. Um, and then the, th- the, th- the plot is that like they kind of fall in love, like the person who currently has opened the bottle. Mm -hmm. but um yeah there's elements of like he has magical powers he's this ancient kind of being from these different times Mm -hmm. and he can kind of like suck information from the world but he also kind of doesn't feel that that comfortable sometimes in the world because of all these like electromagnetic frequencies that are oh wow that are always
0: around us yeah oh shit that we just cannot see Right.
2: And I do think about that. Do you ever think about electric EMF? Yeah.
0: Everything's waves and something else. Yeah. I forget what the saying was.
2: Yeah. Waves and surfboards.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I try to think that when I'm having, when I'm trying to readjust my mood or something or my perspective on something or a bad day, I'm just like, just let it pass through it's just like a wave like i keep yeah. like i try to remind myself we're in, we're just in this like crazy force field we're in this crazy matrix force yeah i think this helps explain when i wiggle around um we're in this crazy electromagnetic force field i think yeah i'm like wiggling my body around to help explain it to jordan yeah <laughs> i think i'm getting it <laughs> Um, that's why, yeah, it's really not our fault when a wave, when a bad wave clocks you. Yeah. When you get clocked by a bad wave.
2: Yeah. I've heard something about like that our energetic body really like extends past our physical body, like out that much. Oh, holy shit. So that's why you can sense like when somebody walks into the room or something like that. (sighs)
0: Shut the fuck up. And you can sense when someone's watching you or something. Well, yeah, I guess that's part of something. Oh my God! Where'd you hear that? Um, I think it was
2: Amazon Prime or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Trunvalo Melchizedek. <laughs> he was talking about the Merkaba thing, like. But yeah, it's like yeah. It, well, I think he they were talking about like it's a, um, a toroidal field around you and it really extends out like 16 feet or something. I think
0: that's true. Yeah. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Just when you said it, I was like, that sounds so real. It just sounds familiar. So if you think about it, like, um,
2: then you're not just a physical body, but like you could think, okay, there's energy
0: flying around all over. So like, we are not this physical body. No, that's what I keep hearing online. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like they say it so sternly <laughs> and it <coughs> like I have to remind myself, like you are not this physical body. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean like, I
2: guess, I guess your, your physical body is part of you, you know, yeah. it's an
0: aspect of you, but there is more perhaps. Yeah. Um, the father, the son, and the Holy ghost or some shit. Yeah. Is that the right, th- is that the right three? Yeah, I'm the Catholic here. Well, one thing I I like that hmm? mind, yeah. body and spirit? Is that what yeah, i mean trying to those say? Yeah, three. Yeah. Mind, body, spirit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, what were are we going to say? One
2: thing I like that Mat- 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 Matthias DiStefano Stefano talked about I is miss like, him. I want to yeah. get that Gaia channel again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um is like m- m- madre and padre. <laughs> he was like uh padre, p- the father yeah. is pattern and madre or something like that like matter mother is the matrix so it's like patre and matre makes <coughs> pattern plus matrix yeah i guess that does, maybe that makes sense but like the matrix is the is kind of like the void or something like that but it it is like the grid that everything starts with hmm. the infinite potential i guess like the the womb of creation hmm. and then father so that's the mother and then the father maybe is pattern or something and that's the hmm. thing that's is dividing and creating and stuff huh and then so that's mother father <coughs> no i don't know yeah matter i just remember that was cool he was saying like mother matter or something matter yeah. comes from matre hmm.
0: i guess the mother turns it you into physical matter
2: yeah something like that um like that those two things coming together creates matter or something hmm.
0: male and female energy i wonder if he would ever come on the show probably he doesn't seem that famous no offense (laughs) he's pretty famous i mean he's pretty famous he's has several series on amazon prime yeah But he also went all around the world. That's like my goal to have an Amazon Prime series now. Yeah. I just decided just now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He went around the world creating energy grids for us. Yeah. (laughs) To help us. Kind of like how, like, planting more trees would create more oxygen. He was helping elevate our energy around the world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I liked that in that one special...
2: I think it was a documentary. It was called like the remember. Yeah. Yeah. Where he is about him remembering his past lives and then going on this mission. Yeah. Like he says that he up at some point in his life in his adolescence, he started waking up to these memories of past lives. Right. Oh my but God. yeah. So he, he can suddenly, he does remember back to like Atlantis and Egypt and then all the different uh, planets that he's lived on in the past.
0: Oh my god. Um, I need to. Does he have any audiobooks?
2: Maybe. How do you spell it? Matthias. M A T I, A S. Yeah. D E. His hey. last name is D E. Stefana. D-E. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Stefana. Yeah.
0: Oh, it came up really fast on. Um, he is not shadow banned because <laughs> <laughs> it came up really fast. Oh, he yeah, has um, like three over three hundred thousand followers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's pretty big.
0: You don't follow him?
2: Uh, what Instagram? No, I guess yeah, not. No. Yeah, Instagram.
0: No, I guess I don't. Okay, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched, mean, I've watched. I didn't mean to stuff. call you out. I mean, this is him, right? Yeah. That's Hold. a nice picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a
2: sweater and a scarf in that one.
0: And he's holding some kind of peach with his eyes closed. <laughs> oh my gosh rememberer and educator remember his bio says rememberer and educator of the consciousness planetary network nice what a title <laughs> but yeah i liked that he talked
2: about these spirits that were giving him guidance would tell him like um like tell the truth always like in all these different instances mm-hmm. they were like you're going to go on this this mission or whatever you just got to tell the truth So he would tell like the customs person, like letting him in the country and he didn't have the right documents or maybe he did. But he was like, he's like, should I really tell them that I'm on a mission and I'm guided by these spirits to or to open up a a, a portal? I'm here to open up a portal in this one place. Oh, my God. And he told them that and they did let him in. Like everything worked worked out. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're like, no, like whatever you want. I know you want to lie or whatever. You don't you don't feel like you should tell the truth, but just tell the truth and it'll work out. I like that.
0: What the heck? What series was that with him?
2: I think it was that special. It was just called The Remember Maybe I didn't get to the whole episodes.
0: I feel like he had two series.
2: Yeah, there was the series where he's talking to the camera and teaching. It was called like Initiation. Yes. And then, yeah, there's a documentary. I think it was just like a two-hour documentary. Uh, Okay, I'll have to watch that one
0: then. Yeah, I liked him.
2: Yeah. He's from like uh, Argentina or something like Mm. that. I like his voice. My yeah. name is Matthias De Stefano. <laughs> um, yeah, he ex- explains things interestingly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, let's see. Um, what else
0: do we want to cover?
2: We might talk about
0: Murphy's Law. Oh, I think we should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let's pull up the good old Wikipedia. Yeah. Because I've been dropping that a lot, and I think I dropped Murphy's law a couple times in this episode tonight, and I've got to make sure I know what I'm referring to when I keep t- mentioning Murphy's law yeah so I started hearing it a lot by from a coworker one time like whenever something would go wrong with a project at work, they'd be like Murphy's law or like anytime something with a file would like computer would freeze or crash or you'd lose your work or like just anything when you think the worst that's going to happen like that always ends up happening um but that was a very specific example but it like makes me always think the worst not that i'm always anxious all the time or like not that i'm so pessimistic i'm I'm actually really optimistic usually as a person mm-hmm. but maybe i'm just prepared or something i'm always prepared for what could happen yeah yeah, I, think, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, yeah, but so I don't know. I don't know what the phrase means actually. <laughs> yeah, like like what do they say?
2: Um, prepare for the worst, or, exp- or hope for the best. Hope for the
0: best. Yeah, prepare for the worst. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's is that connected to Murphy's law?
2: Yeah, I think I think so. We'll find out. Um, I wrote. I think it more might be more like expect the unexpected, and when and uh, let's see. But I also wrote something about, oh, okay. So I think what I was thinking of how you were referring to it previously yeah. is I think you were thinking of it in a way of the thing that people say of where attention goes, energy flows, oh. which is kind of like a her- hermetic kind of thing, uh-huh. like what you put your intention on. Yeah. So you're you, in in the past, you were talking about like, oh, the thing you don't want to happen is going to happen, like how you don't want to run into your neighbor. So, therefore, you're manifesting that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think his intention of it, the real guy, was expect the unexpected. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So, if there's a possible failure, you should just plan for all those different
0: things or just expect that those things will happen. Right, right, right. I think I knew that that's what Murphy's Law meant. But I guess I was wondering if... What if that guy... Was his name Murphy? (laughs) I don't even know. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Like, what if Murphy was looking at the world from a very scientific view. Yeah. And he didn't realize that he was also manifesting those things to happen yeah. by being so prepared for them. Yeah. But maybe he didn't know that. Like I, like, I was suggesting maybe Murphy's Law, there's, like, one step further that, like, he never figured out or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that different people
2: are looking at something happening in, in different contexts or something.
0: Or maybe, like... um maybe I used to just think I was a very prepared person and I thought I always thought ahead and was very prepared, but maybe I didn't realize by all that preparation, I was actually manifesting that very thing to happen, but I never realized it. Does that make sense? Or not really? You said, uh, like, like, (laughs) you thought you were preparing for, I thought I was preparing and being very like, very murphy i was Mm -hmm. being very literal like oh i'm just preparing for the worst Mm -hmm. but i wasn't thinking all woo woo magical but then like later in life i thought oh oh my gosh maybe by all that preparation i was thinking about it so much that that's what ended up happening yeah because i accidentally manifested it yeah like what if murphy never figured out that part two realization right like he never woke up
1: yeah
2: he's the greatest (laughs) magician that never knew he, how powerful he was
0: right exactly do you know what i mean like yeah. like i know what murphy's law definition is yeah but i'm just proposing that maybe there's like another layer to it that we hadn't discovered yet or something yeah but, but they could be totally not connected but it just made me think oh my god am i making all these things happen by overthinking them mm-hmm. and fixating on them if you believe that in the whole manifestation thing you know yeah, I think. But I'm that still does. gonna be a prepared person. I'm always. I'm a boy. I'm an Eagle Scout for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I will always be prepared. Nice. <laughs> How long did that take you? Um, I don't know. Till I was 18, I guess. Mm. You have to do it before you turn 18. And that's like the Freemasons, right? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> well, actually, oh my gosh, was it Elizabeth who said she took a class on? this in college about like different societies, secret societies and the Freemasons and the Boy Scouts were both in the class. Was it Elizabeth? Yeah. 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 And she said that in the class, it was a college class and they were drawing some comparisons and similarities between mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts and the Freemasons. Yeah.
2: That's why I was kind of why I was bringing Yeah, it. I'm sure elements of it, you have no idea what you were being
0: initiated to. Uh, yeah. I have no, and it did seem a little mystical and magical. Hmm. We had to light different candles and shit and say things. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) It sounds a little (laughs) bit... (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) So there were actually rituals. But I think that they were totally stolen from like Native Americans. Hmm. Um, So I don't know how chill that was. But yeah, it seemed like it was a lot of little things that were borrowed from different things. Mm -hmm. But maybe it was all just, you know, maybe it's all the same. Like how they were like that one podcast I listened to where they're like all the secret societies kind of follow similar things because it's like the the hermetic principles like. um, And maybe a lot of the religions follow similar things, too, because it's all those same principles. Yeah. Like the basic natural law stuff who I don't now I kind of want to look into what we were doing at those Boy Scout ceremonies. (laughs) But, yeah, there were candles, feathers, have you ever? Um, uh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you ever heard of an e- e- egregore? I don't know. Because I was thinking about the idea of like religion and stuff like that. Say the devil isn't liter- wasn't literally real at the beginning or whatever, but just yeah. so many people believing in something. Yeah. Like if they actually believe that stuff, and that does possibly affect their experience of life. Right. Is that good enough that that makes something real? Right. Like, how powerful is our imagination right. or collective unconscious? It but, could uh, be. But an egregore, I believe, is, is an idea of something like a thought form that takes that that becomes an entity itself. Oh. So I guess like maybe an idea of the devil mm-hmm. could could be an egregore at some point, mm-hmm. or just some. I can't remember other examples of it, but kind of like an archetype or a group of ideas that like say like QAnon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking a little bit about that earlier, mm-hmm. but something like that, you could say it's a set of ideas, but it kind of takes on a life of its own. Like this thing has a life through, through history. Yes, it did. <laughs> and it, and you'll never know about it. If, uh, if the right parties have, have their way with our theaters <laughs> across the country. <laughs> gonna be sweating it out if you try to go see it (coughs) that's just what people were talking about um so murphy's law anything that can go wrong will go wrong one celibacy is not hereditary what two beauty is only skin deep ugly goes to the bone Uh. three never argue with a fool people might not know the difference Friends come and go, but enemies accumulate. This is all part of Murphy's Law? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the other, The other cue always moves faster. Anything you try to fix will take longer and cost more than you thought. The chance of a slice of bread falling butterside down is directly proportional to the cost of the carpet. Uh. Never sleep with anyone crazier than yourself. The repairman will never have seen a model quite like yours before. A shortcut is the longest distance between two points. Anything good in life is either illegal, immoral, or fattening. The light at the end of the tunnel is the headlamp of an oncoming train. Murphy's golden rule. Whoever has the gold makes makes the rules. Whoever has the gold make the rules. That's what he said. In order to get a loan, you must first prove you don't need it.
0: And then at the bottom it says Murphy was an optimist. I'm very th- optimistic, too. And guess what I just found online? What? Maybe I'm not so much of a genius. I'm not as much of a genius as I thought. I guess someone else has already had this thought before. Um. Someone is saying... Well, pe- people are drawing comparisons between Murphy's Law versus the Law of Attraction. But I guess they are saying that they're different things. But I don't know. I think I'm kind of onto something here. <laughs> Um, Murphy's law states, if anything can go wrong, it will. And then there is the lesser known universal law, the law of attraction, which is that what we think about, feel about and focus on is exactly what we create, manifest and invite into our lives. Hmm. So I guess they're saying that they're similar, but law of attraction is just like lesser known, but they are saying that they're similar and this is just a web page on the internet (laughs) yeah this is just like a website and there is a picture of a motorcycle on it for some reason (laughs) um thing i
2: read also was just a, a image from the internet it wasn't really murphy's laws
0: i think those are all like examples of how murphy's law can turn out yeah you know um What was that, Eddie? Eddie just heard a suspicious sound. Hmm. I heard it, too. Um. Oh, Eddie. Ooh. I'm going to have to look more into this website. I think they are on to something. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Eddie. What is going on out there? <laughs> yeah, people on here are just talking about the importance of planning. Oh, I I need to read this article. This person is totally on my wavelength. They said, "Thanks, Robert. The relationship slash connection between the two laws had been floating in my head for a while, but it tooks it still took time for me to really put the two together." I need to read what this person's writing about. This is just called um, Consulting dot com. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god.
2: So I want to read the real the real situation. Um what
0: that, that prompted him to come up with the law. Oh, tell me. I don't know about I don't think I know this. Yeah, so let's see.
2: Um The perceived perversity of the universe has long been a subject of comment and precursors to the modern version of Murphy's Law are abundant. Recent significant research in this area has been conducted by the by members of the american dialect society mathematician morgan augustus de morgan wrote the first experiment already illustrates the truth of the theory well confirmed by practice whatever can happen will happen if we make trials enough in later publications whatever can happen will happen occasionally termed murphy's law which raises the possibility if something went wrong that is that Murphy is De Morgan misremembered, and op- parentheses an option among others raised by Goranson of the American Dialect Society list. Okay, so I guess there's some contention of who actually came up with it at first, huh. but um, that's just so apparently the idea was out there a little bit. But I'm trying to find. Hmm. So let's see from. So. Association with Murphy. Differing recollections years later by various participants ma- makes it impossible to pinpoint who first coined the term, coins saying Murphy's law. The law's name supposedly stems from an attempt to use new measurement devices developed by Edward A. Murphy. who He was like an engineer and stuff, kind of hmm. like um, Robert Heinlein. Hmm. Um, the phrase was coined in an adverse reaction to something murphy said when his devices failed to perform and was uh, was eventually cast into his its present form prior to a press conference some months later the first of which was given by john stapp a u.s air force colonel and flight surgeon in the 50s so from 1948 to 49 stapp headed research project mx981 at murrock army airfield later renamed edwards air force base for the purpose of testing human tolerance for g forces during rapid deceleration. The test used a rocket sled mounted on a on a railroad track with a series of hydraulic brakes at the end. Jesus. Yeah. The a rocket
0: sled so mounted on a railroad track. <laughs> I was track. imagining Murphy's law to be in like a small Irish pub, yeah, in Ireland, <laughs> like <laughs> there a little gilded little
2: frame thing <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Um The test, or let's see, initial tests used a humanoid crash test dummy strapped to a seat on the sled, but subsequent trials were performed by Stapp, at the time an Air Force captain. During the test, questions were raised about the accuracy of the instrumentation used to measure the G-forces that Captain Stapp was experiencing. Edward Murphy proposed using electronic strain gauges attached to... the restraining clamps of Stapp's harness to measure the force exerted on them by his rapid rapid deceleration. Murphy was engaged in supporting similar research using high-speed centrifuges to generate G-forces. Murphy's assistant high, uh, wired the harness and a trial was run using a chimpanzee. <laughs> the sensors providing or provided a zero reading however it became apparent that they had been installed incorrectly with some of the sensors wired backwards it, it was at this point that he dis- that a disgusted murphy made his pronouncement despite being offered the time and chance to calibrate and test the sensor installation prior to the test proper which he declined somewhat irritably getting off on the wrong foot with the mx981 team George Nichols, another engineer who was present, recalled in an interview that Murphy blamed the failure on his assistant after the failed test, saying, "If that guy has any way of making a, st- a mistake, he will." So it's just about him complaining about his coworker. Oh my God! Nichols' account is that Murphy's law came about through conversation among the other members of the team. It was condensed to, "If it can happen, it will happen." Uh, I thought that guy came up with that in the 1850s and named for Murphy in mockery of what Nichols perceived as arrogance on Murphy's part. Others included, including Edward Murphy's surviving son, Robert Murphy, deny Nichols account and claim that the phrase did did originate with Edward Murphy. According to Robert Murphy's account, his father's statement was along the lines of if there's more than one way to do a job, one of those ways will will result in disaster <laughs> then he'll then he
0: will do it that way huh i guess he's saying to do it that way to make it go wrong or something all these guys are just saying the same thing but just in different little fluffy sentences <laughs> that just sound good <laughs> but they don't know that they're all making it happen through mentalism yeah <laughs> they think it's all bad luck I really gotta look more into the connection between these two things, and they all—they all kind of had different definitions for Murphy's Law too, hmm. but they were kind of similar. There was like a thread, you know. Yeah, I don't. I th- I thought I grokked it when I read it before. Like, like one guy was just pissed that his chimpanzee experiment <laughs> went wrong. Yeah, I think that was Murphy. <laughs> I don't get why. He's like, this guy fucked it up, and and then he then he tried to blame
2: someone else. Well, he was blaming his assist. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. Installed this. I mean, that is messed up. They wired the thing backwards.
0: I want to draw a whole comic book about that whole story, about that. what it just painted in my head. Yeah. All these scientists and like a chimpanzee running on a little treadmill and like the little intern <laughs> fucked something up and, by accident. Well, it was a deceleration thing on a rock, rocket sled. That's I need to was. look up what that looks like.
2: Yeah, I guess something on a track, but
0: I guess it was like a little car. Oh, my God. And what were they trying to do? Time travel? They were... <laughs> no, they were trying to...
2: It wasn't like a, like the um, Montauk Project. Oh. It was like... Supposedly, it wasn't. Um, I guess it was to test the forces on a human body... Maybe of like rapid deceleration, like for some kind of vehicle. I don't know if it would be like a car or rocket ship or something like that. Basic, probably like a rocket ship. Like, how do we get, because uh, it was in the 40s. So it was like, how do we, how much can we de- decelerate a human? So, like, whatever uses they have for that. I don't know.
0: Oh my God. And this is all connected to Murphy's Law. Yeah, that was the Space experiment. Ship. Space shit.
2: Well, it was a rocket on a sled. Um, I don't know if they had space necessarily yet. I don't know if they. I don't know if they discovered space yet.
0: Didn't they say that they lost all that technology from how we got to the moon? Isn't that what NASA says now?
2: They do say they lost all the footage of that day. Really? Yeah, like they say, like oh, we lost all the footage. I don't yeah, they said
0: they lost the technology to get there. That's why we can't go back to the moon or something. I
2: think. Um, I don't know. I think... I I know we don't go to
0: the moon anymore. Like, we lost knowledge?
2: Yeah, I don't know. something?
0: They're just making stuff up every day. Yeah, I know it was <laughs> That's like... That's a terrible thing to say.
2: Well, somebody's making up something. <laughs> Not everything's true every day. But, um, yeah, I know they have the famous footage, but I think, like, the broadcast of of the whole thing. Like say it was like a three hour broadcast on TV. They're like, yeah, we lo- lost it or something. We mm. moved, we lost it.
0: Oh my God. Um, Oh, speaking of made up stories, no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about Baltimore paranormal society. <laughs> yeah, but that's real stuff. <laughs> that's real stuff. Though. <laughs> um, so I do have a contact, you know how Jordan and I are in the Baltimore community we're in the scene we know other podcasters and artists in this um town <laughs> this little goddamn town i would call it <laughs> this town and i do have a source that has a connection to the baltimore paranormal society yeah um and how I did think you
2: c- come up con- come in contact with that source
0: just through my social media prowess um (laughs) you weren't like walking by a building
2: downtown and somebody was. their office yeah
0: (laughs) i think they do have an office in the downtown area of the inner harbor um because they've been growing like crazy the baltimore paranormal society um and they took a little hiatus, but I heard that they're going to be coming back and they're trying to get a little bit of exposure. And they really liked what we're doing over on this podcast. So I think they might want to come on, but disguise their voice. Wow. If that's something that we would want.
2: What's going on, Eddie? I think maybe it made a clicking sound with your mouth. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. That was just my,
0: my guess. Eddie and I keep hearing suspicious sounds in the hallway. Right, Eddie? He <laughs> just, like, exhales. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's another option. As we network with LFTS, there's also BPS that we can tap into. And they get real stories about supernatural things happening in this town, including Parkville. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but they get real stories, and we're into the local lore, and, you know, we've been wanting to do more off-site yeah. episodes. Or no, what I... do you call them? On the scene? Um, yeah, field. field. Yeah, Field recording? Field, boots on the ground. So, you know, maybe we could learn about some haunted locations in the Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. Just an idea, but...
2: I lived in Parkville.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do? No, I lived there. I lived I kn- there, yeah, for yeah. a while. Did you ever see anything paranormal?
2: No, I don't. I don't think so. No. But but it's yeah. It would be good to learn about what's going on around there.
0: Yeah, um, there's a lot of paranormal activity in Parkville, according to this account. Yeah, that's cool. Just based on the amount of stories that they get. Um, sent to Baltimore Paranormal Society, not um, the Parkville accounts. <laughs> um, I
2: saw a, a surreal kind of scene recently driving. I, th- I thought it was kind of poetic,
0: but... But it wasn't in Parkville?
2: No, it was in Towson um, on Bologna Avenue.
0: Which is not close to where you live now. No, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so there's a cemetery there, but somehow the cemetery is closing. Like it went out of business. Oh, <laughs> and, oh by Dunkirk? Uh, I think so. I think
0: I know which one. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, like between Northern Parkway and like Charles. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, they have like, C- cement pipes I, I didn't know to expect i knew it was overgrown and stuff oh, wow. but i guess they're mo- they moved everything out and they're closing shop they are the g- tombstones still in the ground no it's like a construction site now did they move the bodies i think they i believe they did unless they what? left them all down Bullshit. there they left them down there i bet yeah but they had to move a bunch of they they have pipes they have cement pipes what on the ground like what the fuck they were just renting that dirt for a
0: while with well, those bodies
2: well i mean like I that made me wonder like yeah i guess i guess cemeteries must have like a lease a lease or something that keeps them there forever but like what happens when a the company that owns the cemetery when they go out of business or whatever if they do Whoa. but i thought that was pretty crazy but that that just started it started becoming a construction site and um but before that in the middle stages like yeah. it was very foggy and smoky from the f- fires mm-hmm. a few weeks ago oh yeah and there was like an older couple walking arm in arm at dusk at the very last bit of daylight walking arm in arm in front of that cemetery like and i was passing them on the road going the other they were co- coming towards me and i was going the other way isn't, isn't that kind of like symbolic like this this couple you know walking arm in
0: arm and someone just disrupted their grave no yeah i
2: mean i i (laughs) thought of them as real people but but it could have been that too just i thought it was just like metaphorical or something like this cemetery that not only it's a cemetery but it's a cemetery that is dying and going out of business and Mm -hmm. like i guess they just had like a moving sale or whatever
0: dang I bet there's some hauntings going on in that construction site right now. Yeah. Good luck with whatever. We should check it out. Yeah.
2: I don't don't know if it's open. Like, I think it's probably like.
0: Like you're not supposed to go there at night.
2: Yeah. I don't think it would even really be open during the day to walk around. (laughs) Because
0: during the day they're doing the construction at night. It's like, yeah. I think we could could, uh, capture some paranormal content there during the day even. Yeah. (laughs) We should try sure that's really freaky maybe take a tombstone or two home mm-hmm.
2: well yeah <laughs> I, I didn't see any around I don't <laughs> think they left any but there might be like a sale pile <laughs> it is weird like I I I, uh, I don't live on Bologna Avenue but yeah. if I did I would pass this <laughs> this one cemetery a lot and it's just interesting walking past like a whole block cemetery every day you know like it's like old i like when it's older graves too Mm -hmm. because it like makes you think of like history and time Mm -hmm.
0: we should go to that graveyard in the middle of lock raven reservoir it's all overgrown oh really Mm -hmm. and it's really old and tombstones wow it's the warren family graveyard or something yeah um and it used to be kept up really nice, but now mm-hmm. it's, like, all overgrown, and you can barely even get to it. Wow. Yeah. I know. I can't believe they let it get
2: like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of a cemetery like that in Druid Hill, too. Really? Just randomly somewhere you can go find it, and it's just, like, a par- a place in the woods now. Yeah. It was really old. Spooky. Yeah. Um. I, I read some other one, some other mansion property where there is a big mansion in pikesville or something like that and then there's the family cemetery It's just off the side of the road mm. and if you know where it is you can go over there yeah yeah
0: so let's oh, see man any other topics that we didn't get to tonight um let's see well
2: i could uh let me share that message from <gasps> ivan
0: oh yeah oh my god it's been a while since you got it too yeah um Remember the, when, and I can read the first message. The first one. Yeah. yeah. So Ivan is a psychic medium and you wrote to him and asked if there was any messages for you and me. Yeah. um, And he, he does a, a lot of crazy stuff. Like you
2: could say that the subject matter he talks about is kind of wild. It's like alien stuff mm-hmm. a lot. But the, the way I interpret it is like, it just seems to me to be real that he's really tapping into something when he's talking about a person. Like, it seems to me like he's channeling information. So, like, say whatever you will about all the ideas of what he's talking about, about the universe and Mm -hmm. parallel worlds and aliens and stuff like that. But it seems to me, to me, that he is channeling information from about that person. That's my interpretation of it. Cool. So, he said... There are Arcturian lifetimes. The two of you have had many connections, many many medieval lifetimes. Also, lifetimes on Saturn. Saturn lifetimes seem to me the most depth, longest incarnation cycles, where the two of you became known to known to each other the most. Do you want me to go through all of it, or do you, you guys want to just go back and listen um, to the first
0: one? We were also working on the moon together. Yeah. So. Who brought that up about? Oh, the artist seeing like naked green men on the moon. Mm-hmm. That could have been us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and then I, I asked if we had a connection with Robert A. Heinlein. And oh, he yeah. said he's a soulmate connection from another lifetime. Both of you could read each other's minds and visit other worlds for scientific studies. A brother and mentor. He's also been a president of planets in his past. He helps alien races advance themselves. You have been his assistant uh when he was a scientist. Oh and then yeah, the
0: um I'm gonna put all that shit on my resume. <laughs> They're gonna be like, Are you fucking insane? <laughs> I'll be like, I'm dead serious. Yeah, I was actually
2: an assistant to Robert A. Heinlein. Not when he was an author on this planet, but when he was president of planets and helped alien races evolve.
0: I mean tell me it's not true. Yeah. No one can tell me that's not true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um yeah, the two of you have... Earlier, he said the two of you had also had lifetimes on the moon as scientists monitoring the Earth. You did this for some time. And that was for me and Alec, Alex' connection. Um, and then, let's see, the part two. And I think I remember you talking about, like, when we were working on the moon, you are saying, like, levitating around or something. Do you remember that? Kind of. See, you said, like... You're like, "Oh, we're in this life doing blah blah blah, and now we're working to get together in this life, and when we were on Saturn levitating or flying around." You said something about that. Okay. And I said, "I didn't say that. He said we could fly or levitate." Oh. And you said, "I know. I d- I was
0: just picturing that." Yeah. So this is
2: part 2. Okay. Oh. At the
0: moment? F- <coughs>
2: oh, okay, sorry.
0: That does sound like something I'd say cuz I just picture space
2: to be like that. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Any other messages for me or Alex that we need to that we need right now? And this was back in May. Um, at the moment, follow your passions. There's a serious B connection that continues to come through. Connect, connected to your higher self. The star clusters of the higher dimensions are connected to your DNA that help you evolve into understanding of what is needed to be done in this incarnation. Basically, you're not wasting any time, but do focus on what you want to accomplish and discover about yourself. There are many feline aspects of yourself that come through due to the knowledge you have learned in other realities. As a multidimensional being, you can cover, he said you can cover from the ground, but I believe he's saying you can hover from the ground. Oh, right. So you can stand on the ground, but when you move, you would hover. Or teleport, and sometimes you always just hovered and never touched the ground ever. So connecting to that lightweight energy
0: can give you another aspect of your other lifetimes. That's right. Maybe I was remembering that. Yeah. Like remembering, like yeah. how Matthias remembers. Right. Oh, shit. I want to draw pictures of what his little visions are that mm-hmm. he gets from us. And, like, ask him how accurate it is. Yeah. He does art too. He does art? Yeah. Yeah. He does. Can you like like pay for him to do a drawing of what he sees of you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. (gasps) That would be really cool. Yeah. Damn. He really. Well, sorry, that was about to be offensive. I was about to say he has a great imagination, (laughs) but I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just meant like he really paints a picture of truth.
2: Yeah. I was kind (laughs) of thinking like that. Maybe the, the remote viewing stuff, it, it, probably is the same skill as imagination hmm. even though we think of imagination as being not real yeah like i bet you it's imaging it's the oh, imagination imaging. yeah like systems of your brain it's probably the same thing maybe yeah being able Connect to imagine somehow hmm. your mind's eye hmm. wow but I thought that was funny that you said the thing about hovering. Hovering? Yeah, like flying or you something. You said it the episode before, and then that was uh, in the next message that we had not received yet. Oh, shit.
0: Wow. Am I going to find out at the end of this that this is just you? No, I'm just kidding. What, all of this? <laughs> this character. <laughs> it yeah, I was really yeah. a character that you made up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think I need to meet him. <laughs> it's like you with a disguised yeah. voice over the phone. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Didn't didn't you say we might be able to even get him on the podcast sometime?
2: Yeah, I think it's possible. I just have to figure out how to record that. But like he does um, lots of streaming stuff and he's gone on other people's podcasts.
0: Does he post a lot of his cat? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, he has these two cats.
0: Oh, so his Instagram is all cats. Yeah. It's not really about the other stuff. Where does he he, he post his artwork? Oh, Oh, I see some artwork on his Instagram. Some comics. Yeah, there might be some on his website. Cool. We got to meet this guy. Ivan Teller. I'm like addicted to it now. I want to know more about my other planets and lives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Can you imagine if like, I don't
2: know if you can set up your TV to have, but can you imagine just like talking to cool people and like interviewing them just from right here?
0: That'd be so fun. We should totally interview him.
2: Yeah, I just got to figure out how to, I'm sure it's not that hard, but like how to record both of our audio. It might not be possible with our current recorder setup mm-hmm. but maybe there's some way of recording the that audio separately on hmm. the computer or something like that i'm sure it is possible nice
0: should we grok out for the night yeah i feel like that was a good a good catch-up good catch-up session
2: yeah good return
0: to glory we need to do some field episodes soon too
2: mm-hmm.
0: you have any ideas of places to go Let's go to some, uh, some of the haunted places in Maryland. Okay. I have that book, Weird Maryland, too, mm-hmm. that has different locations. Nice. There was a UFO sight. There's been UFO sightings all around.
2: <laughs> nice. You're talking about on BPS?
0: Um Yeah. If you want to go to Parkville to see <laughs> UFO
2: sightings. Yeah, that'll be good. I haven't been there in a while. I, I lived there a while ago. But I haven't been back since they've been seeing a lot of you uh ufo sightings
0: it's talking like it's so far away <laughs> <laughs> back in my old stomping oh my rounds. god let go spot some ufos from das beer hall what
2: that's in parkville yeah where is there that
0: on joppa road hmm. yeah I i've think. never been there i think we'll have to go there yeah so, so. many ufo sightings from das beer hall
2: yeah. So where would we see UFOs or we would
0: go to sites where UFOs has, have been seen. Maybe if we can look on the Baltimore Paranormal Archives. <laughs> yeah. And see kind of what intersections occurred these UFO sightings occurred at.
2: Yeah. That would be cool if you if you make something like that happen if you just like go out somewhere kind of with the intention you're like oh, ufos have been seen here before and you just look and we around. hope that we see one yeah. and then we'll probably
0: manifest it anyway and see one yeah <laughs> all right we'll have to try it
2: yeah all right and remember guys um guys and gals and all types alien of races life forms yeah <laughs> Uh remember to like and subscribe us. subscribe to us on YouTube is one of one place where you can go the Apple podcast app uh Spotify give us a good rating, tell your friends about it um, and uh yeah, remember to keep your mind open
0: and your heart even more open. Because that is the only way to teleport to other dimensions is through the heart. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to hover a few feet off the ground, <laughs> you're gonna want to keep your heart open.
2: <laughs> Cause you're not gonna do that with a closed heart. It's it's not gonna be possible. <laughs> so if you wanna stay flat on the ground, keep your keep that heart closed. But otherwise we'll see you in the stratosphere.
0: That was beautiful. Crock <laughs> out. Crock out. I feel like there were a lot of good t-shirt merch ideas